you damn right. Welcome to the last day of January. Kind of hard to believe that it is almost over. And there's some complex weather issues going on at the end of January. There's a promo running right now where Zay's singing about being so icy. That's not what he's talking about. That is not what he's talking about. But it is one of my favorite promos ever. Be listening for that. Right now, you get the whole version. You get the full version of Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. Hope you're safe and sound. And unlike us, not having to work today, I am joined once again by Isaiah Collier. He's working today. What's up, Zay? What's popping, Chad? Yeah, I jinxed us because I came on these airwaves <laughs> a couple weeks ago. It may have been a week ago. I don't know. These days, they just add up and just kind of are formed together at times. But I said, I ain't trying to be back up here for no winter storm, third year straight. And here we are again, going to be back up here, winter storm at the horn, three years running. And the string continues. And this is before it's happened. In the past, wasn't it always in February? I know one was right at Valentine's Day. Yes, that's right. Because I got to fully piss my wife off that year. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 Well, I was during Valentine's Day. Right, right there. Yeah. Right at it or right after it. Uh, we will definitely be talking weather today. We hope, uh, again, hope everybody's good. Hope everybody is maybe getting the day off. Uh, I know a lot of school districts had already chosen to have today off, and now there are announcements already coming out that tomorrow is also going to be off for a lot of school districts. Why didn't they do this when I was a kid? Uh, why didn't why weren't we able to get this done as efficiently? It's amazing nowadays how fast they can get that word out. Uh, if you go to hornfm.com, you can link to a page with school closures, early dismissals, but all the major dist- uh, school districts around the area look like they are not going to have class tomorrow. We'll go over some of that for you at 12.30. We'll talk about weather. We'll talk about what we're going to be doing during the weather and all that good stuff uh, as we roll through this Tuesday. There's obviously football to get into, and there is definitely basketball to get into there was a fight at the moody center last night between texas and baylor little brazos river war this that last night kind of they kind of made me realize i'm gonna miss it when texas and baylor aren't getting together anymore for sports as a third party observer who by the way always roots for texas i never root for baylor in anything why is that um why do i never root for baylor I mean, obviously, we know their history. Just, and well, goes that's down part, there. That's part of it happened. too. But also, just as an Aggie, I'm, as an Aggie who has this job, it's just not a team I root for. Okay, never rooted for Baylor. Um, just not not my deal. So, um, like rooting against them. I think I, you know, was trained as a youngster. Not you know, it's a conference rival, but also a conference rival that's also a private school like that. Right, right, right. Kind of feeling like oh, they're always looking down their nose at you and blah blah blah. Uh, so yeah, never root for them. Um, but last night was that kind of reminder when they're not getting together anymore. I'm going to kind of miss it a little bit. Uh, Texas beats Baylor 76, 71. I'll let you jump in, Zay. Obviously you follow hoops, um, closer than anybody in this building. You are a Longhorn fan. I know you were really interested in seeing if Texas could get this win. You predicted they would, you predicted they would get the win and they did. What'd you see last night? Yeah, let's start with Baylor, because to what you're, you're saying, Chad, with Baylor and rooting for them, 
I don't like Baylor as a whole, but I do love me some Scott Drew. Hmm. I think he's a guard's dream. If you're a guard coming into college and getting recruited and you're a top-tier guard and Scott Drew walks in the room, who cares about their facilities down there and whatnot, he's going to give you opportunities to eat. Because he loves some guard play, kind of like how Kellen Moore loves to see that ball go through the air. (laughs) Scott Drew loves to see guards shoot the ball, guards take it to the rack, shoot floaters, runners. He loves extreme guard play. So you've seen it just over the years. Ever since he's been there, he's been there forever. But, you know, Del Valley native, one of my favorite players to come out of this area, Curtis Gerald, went to Baylor Mm -hmm. and was nice. Lefty, I don't know if y'all remember Curtis Gerald. He was really good, had a great career in Europe due to what Scott Drew allowed him to do. Just allowed him to have a lot of freedom, allowed him to make mistakes and, you know, just to be a straight-up creator. Then they had guys like Pierre Jackson, who was undersized, but a really good player. Then we saw what, you know, he did a a couple of years ago with Macy Oteague and Davion Mitchell, who now plays for the Sacramento Kings, and Jared Butler, who's trying to make his name in the NBA that's, you know, kind of bouncing around the G League. So Scott Drew, he gives these guards so much confidence, and you see that. Like, yes, they took some bad shots last night, but that's a lot credit to the horns and the defense that they played. You know, 30% from the uh, three-point line, 36% for the field, Baylor was, but just they only lost by five. And that shot at the end by Keontae George, that deep-ass three, when they were about 24 seconds on the shot clock, a lot of people were like, man, that's a bad shot. And for a lot of people, it is. I see it on these airways all the time. For certain guys, that's a bad shot. For guys like Keontae George, it ain't. Because we're in the era where there's analytics going on. You don't know if Coach Terry, which he's a good coach, knowing Coach Terry, he's probably going to foul soon. Whenever they get into their plays and stuff, they're going to foul so they could send that guy to the free throw line so they could shoot two uh, two shots instead of hitting the three to tie the game. Keontae George said, I ain't even going to let that happen. Let me just pull up for deep and see what happens. I shot it early. It might be a long shot. Maybe we could get the offensive rebound. That didn't happen. Then the horns went down and made free throws at the end. So, man, that's uh, that team, they're scary. LJ Cryer, the 19 points that he had. Keontae George, 17. Adam Flagler, 11. They all didn't shoot very well. 7 for 17 for LJ Cryer. 5 for 18 for Keontae George. 4 for 12 for Adam Flagler. Great defense by Ronnie Terry's squad coming back for a very embarrassing loss against Tennessee. I know Tennessee's good, but that's an embarrassing loss. They punked them on Saturday night. They were the more physical team. They let them know about it and it seemed like the horns backed down. The horns showed me some toughness. And you heard Coach Terry talking about it on the presser. He challenged those guys. He challenged those guys, hey, we got to bounce back. We got another huge game Monday night at home with the schedule that we have. We got to take all these games at home. They brought it. Timmy Allen was terrific, 7 for 10 from the field, 18 points, getting to his spots. And shout out to this coaching staff for putting Timmy Allen in situations where he could be successful. Those three guards that I named for Baylor, they're not the biggest guys. Keontae George, he's he's stocky, but he's only around 6'3". They did a good job, the Horns did, by putting Timmy Allen in situations where he could post up and have those mismatches so he didn't have those problems that he had in Tennessee where they have the longer guys like Julian Phillips and Kamwan, Josiah Jordan-James to contest those shots by Timmy Allen. So him getting to his spot, shooting that pull-up jumper that he likes, getting to the lane, 
he got a nice little and one off a really good uh, uh, pass from Serge Abari Rice early on in the game. And then he showed that emotion. You saw him, you know, flex on the side like, ah, you need that. Mm-hmm. You, you need that from Timmy yeah. Allen because he's one of the big leaders on this squad. When Marcus Carr goes two for eight and only has five points in the game, if you would have told me this last night, I would have been a little scared. I would have been a little scared. Oh yeah, I didn't think te- I wouldn't think Texas could win a game where Marcus Carr hits two no, field goals. No, but Serge Abari Rice, man, before this season even started, I told you when I went and saw them play against Arkansas, he's gonna be a Longhorn favorite. That's what I told everybody. You did. He's gonna be a Longhorn favorite because. He just knows how to play the game. He's not the fastest guy. He's not the most athletic guy, but he's more athletic than you think. He's quicker than you think, and he's so good and deceptive with his moves. The pump fake, I mean, just it couldn't be better. Even though you scout it, he's still going to get you with it, especially now that he's hitting threes. These last few games against Tennessee and against Baylor last night, he's starting to really shoot the ball well. We saw that toward the end of the second half. Every time Baylor started to come back just a little bit, Serge Jabari Rice hits a huge shot to put the horns up by five, to put the horns up by seven, just different key moments. And, and you know, now you got to respect that. Every time you close out, now that pump fake's even more deadlier due to him hitting those threes. So he's going to have to continue to play uh, Tyrese Hunter. Huge game last night. I know he was embarrassed from Zakai Ziegler and that 22 and 10 he gave him you on could, Saturday. You could tell. You could tell. Yeah. And his defense kind of started his offense. He had a really nice little poke steal off the help side defense. I mean, Keontae George was driving to the lane that led to a, a breakout layup. And then he had a nice little passing lane steal that led to the Arturio Morris layup. So you're going to need that with him. And he hit some. He also hit some timely threes, just like Serge Jabari Rice. So when Marcus Carr, your leading scorer, only has five points last night, and then you you know you got to talk about Marcus Carr's big-time shot and clutch time. I mean, you're one for seven, bro. You're one for seven. To and, shoot that fall away like that and nail it that was ice water wow. I, I, ice water that's man. impressive that's that's confidence that says a lot about his character because yep. a lot of guys would say you know what tonight's not my night maybe give it to jabari rice and let him eat or take that type of shot mark scar said no i'm still the man even though i've missed like you know only even though i'm one out of seven as of now my confidence Hasn't diminished. And he went out, hit a huge shot last night. That's a solid Baylor team that hasn't lost in a while. Big time win for Coach Terry and the Horns. No doubt about it. Uh, just a yeah, tough, hard-fought win. I've, I was, you know, worried's not the right word. I was a little concerned for Texas at points in this game because I kept thinking the same thing. I kept thinking, man, I feel like Texas is better tonight. I feel like they're playing better. But it's only blank. It's only five. Oh, they just got it back to four. Well, now it's down to two. There was a moment where Baylor was down two and took a three that would have given them the lead, and they missed it. But I was thinking, wow, they'd have hit that. It just didn't feel like Baylor should have been leading that game. But they kept in, and you talked about with Scott Drew and his team, they just kept fighting. They kept scrapping. They kept going. Oh, man. They stayed right there. But credit to Texas, like you said, they seem to have – Every moment they needed it. They couldn't ever get it to 10 or 12 or 14, but they did push it back out to 7, back out to 8, back out to 9 if they needed to to give them enough distance there uh, to get a uh, to get a tough win. That's uh, that's a heck of a matchup. Those two teams together, That's an in- it's entertaining, but it is also highly, highly physical. I'd watch that again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't wait. Well, I mean, it's going to be a tough one when they go to the Farrell Center, mm-hmm. but it's going to be another fun one. Who knows how many, like you were saying, Chad, who knows how many Baylor-Texas matchups you're going to get at the end of the day with the Horns going to the SEC. But like I said yesterday, 
the freshmen are going to have to give you some. And they did. Dylan Mitchell was solid last night. That was a big five points that he had. The temp, uh, tip dunk that he had that got the Ooh. Moody Center rocking. Yeah. Talk about athleticism. That's where that was nice. all the NBA scouts, that's where their eyes brighten. With the left. Yeah, that's where everybody's <laughs> like, oh, there it is. Where everybody's like, where's this, you know, lottery pick guy that we haven't seen in a while? That's it. Kapow. When he dunks it like that, that's what the NBA scouts are loving. And then Arterio Morris. Eight minutes last night, but he had a solid four points, a nice little pull-up jumper when he had the mismatch on the big man, and then he had the nice layup off the Tyrese Hunter uh, steal. And then he had a nasty chase-down LeBron-like block, which led to uh, free throws from the uh, Baylor Bears at the end of the day, so I think people forget about it. But Arturo Morris shows you so many flashes of, man, that guy, no wonder he was a McDonald's All-American, but it's just so hard for him to find minutes. Again, only eight last night when you got Tyrese Hunter and Serge Barry Rice and Marcus Carr, all those guys, you know, getting 20 minutes plus. Marcus Carr, 30, Tyrese Hunter, 32, Serge Barry Rice, 24. It's tough to get on the court. And Coach Terry, he's done a good job with mix and matching. Last night, you know, we've seen Brock Cunningham finish a few games as of late. Well, last night we saw those three guards I just named, Carr, Rice, and Hunter with uh, Dylan DeSue and Timmy Allen. They finished the game, and they were knocking down free throws to help ice it. Like Dylan DeSue made a couple of huge free throws at the end. Timmy Allen did, and so did Serge Jabari Rice. This Horns team, I don't think we talk about that enough. They're a really good free throw shooting team. That Illinois game, after that, where Serge Jabari Rice had a bad foul, which sent Illinois to the line and gave them chances to score, and Tyrese Hunter missed a huge free throw up at the Garden, this team is completely changed on just knocking down free throws, having ice wire in their veins, not allowing that to be an issue. We know Dylan Mitchell is not the best free throw shooter. Christian Bishop, he'll be good at times. Dylan Mitchell actually airballed a free throw yesterday, which, yep. He, you know, he got hurt at the time, you know, which if you hoop, you know how that goes. You airball a free throw, you're like, ah, my wrist. <laughs> Something's up. Ah, my leg, my ankle. Like, I, I ain't used to airballing. They showed him for a You get a little minute. bit of. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, ESPN had the camera on him for about a minute, and he was just, yeah, I can't feel my wrist. I can't feel my forearm. Y'all saw that air ball, and, <laughs> you know, hopefully he's good. But now you're at the point, thinking of, you know, bumps and bruises and stuff, now you're at the point of the Big 12 of how much of a gauntlet it is, how physical and tough it is. You saw Serge Jabari Rice. He got banged up a little bit last night. He was kind of hobbling around. Where I was like, uh-oh. Thank, thank goodness he was tough enough to push through it. But Dylan Mitchell, he also went out with that little wrist injury, and so did Tyrese Hunter. This Today, if it's all gloomy outside and cold, this is one of those everybody go get treatment. If I'm Coach Terry, we ain't touching the floor. Mm -hmm. You can touch the floor if you want to get some individual work in, you know, shoot some free throws on your own, maybe do some light post work, maybe work on some, you know, catch and shoot jumpers. But we know what's at stake. We know what's up next. You're, you're basically yeah. getting your hotel in Kansas for the next two days or so. I don't know the distance between Manhattan and Lawrence. It can't be too far. Kansas is small. But still, you're going to be up there for three days, and you got to play against two top ten teams. And now Texas is all alone in first place in the Big 12 with a 7-2 and two record. Those two teams play tonight, by the way. 
Kansas State at Kansas this time. I believe it's yeah. Allen Fieldhouse this time. Uh, if Kansas State wins that game, it will be a tie seven and two and seven and two, and then you really have something to look forward to uh, at the Octagon of Doom on Saturday. But right now, the Longhorns are by themselves in first place. And if I saw the stat correctly, uh, Zay, they've got now seven wins against Quad One teams, which is second in the country. Nice. I think that's right. That's big time. Yeah, only one other team has more than they do. So Texas with a hard-fought victory. I'm looking at the standings here where there are, what, six teams in the Big 12 that are the top six teams right now are all ranked. And obviously the Longhorns just got a win against one of them. If you have thoughts, if you were there at the Moody Center, let us know. Specs text line 337-3776. This text says, one of my best friends is Keontae George's uncle. My buddy played baseball at UT and was pushing Keontae hard. No, he had no chance of coming here, y'all. To the burn orange. I knew he had no chance. But no go. Yeah, I knew he had no chance. Why is that? Well, Chris Beard's probably like, you're going to be one and done. You're not going to be able to take the shots that you want to take. Scott Drew was uh, like, you're going to be able to take any shot you want to take. Did you not? Did you see that three that I he saw took that range, toward the yeah. end of the game? Yeah. Did you see a couple of shots? Brock Cunningham talking about uh, uh, maintenance today and just trying to get in the tub and chill. He better ice them ankles because the shot that Keate George hit to go into the halftime where Coach Terry called that timeout, yep. uh, that's an NBA shot. Like he reminds me of Anthony Edwards, but he doesn't have the same athleticism as Anthony Edwards. Plays for mm-hmm. Minnesota Timberwolves, former number one pick right. out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of that type of game and just that type of skill offensively. Now, what separates Anthony George and Keontae? I mean, Anthony Edwards and Keontae George. Anthony Edwards is a ridiculous athlete, probably top twenty in the NBA. Like, should be in the slam dunk contest every year. I can't say the same about Keontae George, even though he's really athletic. Mm. Y'all saw that really nice left-handed finish on Dylan Sue, which mm, that's a weak call to me. Like, Dylan Sue didn't fall. There was a little bit of contact. Keontae George avoided it, but still, he fell hard. It was a nice finish. That's an NBA-level finish. And I told y'all yesterday, earlier in the season, a lot of Baylor's troubles were due to nobody knowing who the man was. Like Adam Flagler and mm-hmm. L.J. Cryer, those guys got skins in the wall, especially Adam Flagler having the national championship under his belt. He was a sixth man on that team that won it with Davion Mitchell and uh, Jared Butler and Macy Oteague. So g- coming in, Keontae George, he's been taking those shots all year long. Like he was taking that those shots when they were in Europe playing their little summer league circuit that a lot of these college teams do. Like I was watching film on him and he was taking these same deep ass threes, quick releases, step backs. Who cares what the shot clock says? Oh, five seconds off the shot clock. It don't matter. I'm open. Oh, this ain't open for you. Well, it's open for me mm-hmm. type of game. And Adam Flagler and LJ Carr, they weren't playing in those games. So when they came back and they started the regular season, it was tough for Scott Drew to be like, yo, this guy, he's good. He might be our leading scorer, but you guys, uh, 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 Adam Flagler and LJ Cryer, y'all got to be more mature about the situation. If we're going to win, you got to understand, he going to get his. Y'all going to still get y'all's, but we got to make it all mesh. And I thought Coach Terry did a good job of double-teaming those guys coming off of ball screens early on. I mean, they picked and choose and got their shots, you know, no matter what. But I think that did slow them down, and that's why you saw bad percentages from all of them.
If you want to jump in on the text line like this person did, 337-3776, this says Tyrese Hunter had the eye of the tiger last night. Probably tired of the cramps talk in the media. Uh, Might be. He had a good performance last night. So did Texas. We're going to talk about that throughout the show. There's football to get into as well. Uh, There's an interesting uh, recruiting rumor going around today that would be really good news for the Longhorns if it's true. We'll let you know about that. National Signing Day 2, of course is tomorrow to close out the 23 cycle. Uh, Also up next, we'll get you those weather updates, let you know kind of what we're seeing uh, about what we're dealing with here. If you don't have to go out, don't do it. Just listen to us right here on The Horn. voice right there this is um yeah you made me feel like dancing right see you're going into that dance disco era though yeah it's 70s you yeah you're right into that that spot where i might not know single artist or a group single artist a single artist Yeah, yeah 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 female correct no. No? I mean, it might have been a female at the beginning, but... Main artist this is, is not. dude. So... Wow. Okay, I don't know. It's I, I, I have no guess here. Leo Sayer? Yep, didn't have that one. Leo Sayer? Yeah. Okay, Leo. My bad. English, Australian singer. Oh, mercy. That's a serious note yeah. right there. All right, now I can hear it. All right, Leo. You the man, Leo. Yo. Leo Sayer starting us off today. Whew. Leo had a nice Julius Irvin like fro. Did in he? Seventies, yeah. Nice. Doctor J had one of the best fros oh, in the world. Man. Easy, easy. Yeah, that's a good subject too. Just the best late seventies sports or entertainment fros out there. Because definitely, definitely, yeah. Doctor J's in after Doctor J. It just gets fuzzy for me. My, the guys I would mention immediately because I'm a Cowboys fan are Drew Pearson, Billy Joe Dupree. Who was the other one? There was another Dallas Cowboy. Oh, to- and Tony Hill. Tony Hill had a nice afro okay. as well. Yeah, he had a Artist nice afro. Gilmore had a good fro. Oh, yeah, he did. And the facial hair helped too. Yeah. Like the whole look was awesome. Uh, OJ was rocking the fro back in his days. Yeah, he was. <laughs> before, why are you before, laughing? Before. Before. before yeah. yeah, that's pre, pre-94, OJ. Uh, Leo Sayer, somebody texted it right away uh, saying he's, that's Leo hitting all those notes. Yes, he is. My goodness. Uh, before we get into this weather stuff, Zay, uh, as always, our man Craig Way's got the info. He texted us 80 miles between Manhattan and Lawrence. Not too bad. And apparently the plan is going to be that they are going to just bust from one to the other. And so they're going to play the game at the Octagon of Doom. They're going to roll into Lawrence uh, on Saturday evening. And uh, according to Craig, the plan is uh, going to practice, you know, practice at Allen Fieldhouse Sunday. She will shoot around and then hit it Monday night. How about that? Rest up, y'all. Yeah. Rest up. These last few days have been brutal. You could tell just a little bit of everybody's getting banged up and stuff. Got to be right when you go play these good teams. 
Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. This is uh we we, we talked about this part of the schedule and now if you're going to, you know, now it's one and one and let's see is it going to be, you know, at this point I think two and two in the stretch would be pretty good considering you're looking at two road games. If you can get one of these, that'd be pretty nice for Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Both of these teams if you look at Kansas, which I think Texas matches up better with Kansas than they do Kansas State. Kansas State has all those long, like Keontae Johnson, no boys, like 6'7". He looks 240. They mm-hmm. say he's about 220. They lying. Boy, <laughs> he bigger than that. And he plays bigger than that. Then they got number 35. His name is drawn the blank. Tomlin, something, something Tomlin, who I just read – He's only been playing basketball. Like, he didn't play AAU or high school basketball. Really? Yeah, I don't know his story or how Jerome Tang went and found him, but that's incredible that he found him. I'm picturing, like, you remember in Blue Chips when, uh, 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 what, who's, oh boy, who's Nick Nolte? Nick Nolte went and saw Shaq, and Shaq's just playing in some gutter gym in Louisiana somewhere, and Shaq doesn't have the grades or nothing. That's what I'm picturing. Okay. For Tomlin. Like, Jerome Tang just went somewhere where they hooped. And he heard, like, hey, there's a 6'11", brother, that's nice. Who knows about his grades or who knows if he even went to school, but he's nice and he's around that age where he could play in college. Check him out. Jerome Tame said, all right, yeah. and got him on campus, and he's been a key part of their team ever since. Coach, right down that hallway, go down there, turn right, and just past all the weird piping and stuff, there's a cave, and knock on the door, and that's where they're playing. That's where they are. They're down, they're down that way. By the way, I've never seen blue chips. I need no. To see, I know. I need to see blue chips. Oh, wow. I know. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. What a classic. Um, all right. So lots of, obviously, basketball thoughts going on with Texas getting the win over Baylor. First place all by themselves unless Kansas State can win tonight at Kansas. And then the it'll be Texas and Kansas State tied for first in the conference going into the game on Saturday. Uh, all of that. Is, uh, is up for grabs today. we got a lot of football, obviously, to discuss with the NFL. It is Pro Bowl week, technically. We're going to get into some of that mess today. And speaking of mess, the weather is a big mess again. Well, not quite a big mess yet, but it is a mess in the area. And if you want to uh, check it out, you can go to hornfm.com for a list of school closures and things like that. Also, shout out to our winter weather partners over at CBS. Austin. You can check out what they've got going on. Uh, They do incredible work right now, keeping everybody uh, up to date. So I'm seeing here school districts that have canceled classes for tomorrow include uh, Bastrop, Blanco, Del Valley, Elgin, Founders Classic Academy of Leander, Hayes, Hutto, Johnson City, Leander, did I mention Leander already? I may have. Uh, Lockhart, Luling, Maynard, Round Rock, San Marcos, Texas State University, Round Rock, Texas State University, San Marcos. That's what I'm seeing on a list here. So if you are, so Zay, that would mean your wife, my wife, my child all off of school today and tomorrow? Yeah. Lucky bastards. What right? Are they, like, what are they, that's what I'm saying. What are they doing today? Like, can, Chilling. Man. My, kid my was, wife hanging out with the dog. That's what she was doing when I left. <laughs> and then and here's, my wife does this too. My wife will sit there with the dog, super comfortable. And as soon as I walk up to say, all right, I'm leaving, and she knew I was leaving, and we'll talk about the, the idea is that you know you and me and, and maybe a couple others are going to be spending the night here tonight, so we're leaving for a day or so. And she says to the dog, tell daddy not to go. <laughs> tell daddy not to go. It's like, don't do that. 
Don't make me feel bad. What are you doing? And the dog is looking at me all sad and everything. So oh, this is year three for me. My wife basically helping me pack like yeah. what you need. Like what's we, I was prepared for this. She went to the grocery store. Like, thank goodness I have a lovely lady that just cares about me and thinks about things that I don't think about because, you know, sometimes my brain's just not thinking like that. Mm-hmm. And she went out to HEB, Target ran, Run, got your boy a few things, a really? few snacks here. So I'm prepared. Very nice. Again, this is the third year. So she knows she's been through it a few times with me. And, yeah, it's, it's going to be, you know, times like this make me feel important. When I have to be up here, it makes me feel like an essential worker. Oh, it is that. No, it is definitely essential. Um, like the doctors and the firemen, the policemen, then there's us. That's it, the ice crew. Yeah, the ice crew. Right now, the ice crew would be Zay, Ty Henderson from B&E, and me. Right now, that's the ice crew. That's the ice crew. Uh, so we may be, you may hear a lot of us over the next day, <laughs> on the next day or so. Because, uh, you know, things have to be covered. Things have to be dealt with. We want to make sure everybody's safe. Um, it is one of those things. Because if, you, if you're in certain jobs, there are certain jobs when the bosses say, oh, we want y'all to be safe. Sometimes that's followed by comma, and y'all have the day off. At other jobs, that's followed by comma, but y'all really know what we're saying, right? Yeah. And we're just in that latter situation. So we understand we have these cool, creative jobs. But in this case, we have the jobs where we got to have something on the air. We got to take care of our clients. We got to take care of our partners. We got to take care of all that. And most importantly, we got to keep you guys informed. We got to keep you entertained. And we got to keep your mind off of all this stuff that's going on Yo, with the weather. I never believed Bucky Gobble when he did his old Farmer's Almanac stuff where he predicted the weather. Like <laughs> Buck's probably a good 10% on that. For him to take off, like he had these days off. Yeah, this is for br- a while. Brilliant on Bucky's part. It, genius. Like he saw this coming. I can vouch for it because I'm one of the ones that sees that stuff now yeah. about vacation days. Oh, he had this in at least two weeks ago. How the hell he know that? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, February first through third. Check. <laughs> Bucky had Bucky had that yeah, figured been out. Yeah, you me about it for months. Like, yeah, I'm taking the first part of February off. Crazy. I'll be back Super Bowl week. Eh. <laughs> like, all right. Don't know how he figured that out. Don't know how he knew the math, but I guess he knew the math. Uh, so we hope you guys are safe out there, and we will be keeping you up to date. Now, Zay, from what I'm seeing, this is where it gets really personal, just for me, Zay, and Ty on the ice crew. From what I'm seeing right now, Zay, I think it's only going to be a one-nighter. I okay. I think. Because tomorrow, the issue is tomorrow morning, for those of you that need to get out early in the morning, I'm seeing hour by hour here, starting at midnight, I'm seeing right at freezing, 39% chance, then a 51% chance, 58% chance at 2 a.m., 63% chance at 3 a.m. This is for Austin, by the way. 75% chance at 4 a.m. So, again, getting the day started, and you're you're up to 75% at 8 a.m. with a 31-degree mark. So just under freezing. Today it was just over. My drive-in today, the car told me it was like 33 degrees the whole way. Everything that was hitting the windshield – was liquid and i was able to you know use the wipers no problem one little slick spot on a bridge we all know to look out for that and that was all i dealt with but the good news i'm seeing zay is that by tomorrow at oh looky there 1 p.m it goes to 33 degrees 
Still still 60-70% chance of rain, but 33 degrees, then 34 degrees. By 6 p.m., 35 degrees, and by the time we get to 3 a.m., it's still at 35 degrees. So it will be wet, but it will not be frozen, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. And then we will be able to hopefully go home. Yes, and thank you all, everybody on the Specs text line, 337-3776. I forgot the postal workers, too. Oh, heck Mailman yeah. Mailman and women. Forgot about them. Post- I saw them out there. They're hey, going hard. Postal workers. Today's the uh, the garbage day in my in my neighborhood. I don't think those those people stop. I don't yeah. think they get off a day like today. H E B. I saw H E B popping. H E B definitely working at restaurant stuff. Sure, they're not getting off. They're not getting off. They're keeping it rolling. Yes. Yeah, shout out to everybody that is working today. Be careful out there. Uh, watch out and uh, and and don't go <laughs> slipping and sliding if you don't need to. <laughs> Also, Chad, before you send any emails out, just make sure you add every single person when you send that email out. Because, you know, as somebody that didn't feel a part of the team that year one. (laughs) Was that last year or was that year one? I don't remember. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was 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 2021. That was 2021? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your boy was putting in some tough hours, you know what I'm saying? And. Didn't make that email. Didn't didn't make that congratulations email. But I don't know. I guess I just got lost in there. I, I felt the love. We were both here. I, I felt the love from you. Just not everybody else knew the love. There were there are times in my life when I'm certain that something's only going to last about a week. That's when I was certain that my job was only going to last about a week. <laughs> I really did think that was about it. Like, yeah, you're not very good at this. But thankfully, there's been some understanding around me. There's been some people that, you know, have have helped me out during that time period. Bucky's one of the main ones that helped me through that time period. Oh, yeah. And and since then, we're Bucky. And I I just sort of sloughed it off the first time he said it. But then he comes back to me and says, stop being so specific. Stop it. Stop trying to specifically thank everybody for everything. You know, and I was trying to do my best to thank all the people, yeah. and it was one of the, yeah, it was one of those things where I thought of everyone that was involved. I was dealing with everyone that was involved, and I was going through it in my mind. And that's the year there was no power, and it, the power and the water was out, and everything was we were like here for a week. Everything was a mess, and we were here multiple days, and I, we're trekking back and forth to some house nearby, and there's ice and there's snow. And yeah, I sent out an email specifically thanking individuals, did not specifically thank Isaiah, and then, and then to make it worse, because there was only one way to make that situation worse, to have Trey Elling to point it out over and over (laughs) and over and over and over again. Every God. time he pointed out too, the story would be even more depressing. Oh, it gets more. Yeah, it would get worse. Jay stuck at the station. His wife alone with oh. their new dog. It's a one- newlyweds. It is a wonder you have not punched me square in the face at some point because of all that egging on. But I do appreciate your understanding through all that mess. We appreciate all of you, uh, and we hope we can you know help take your mind off of all this stuff. But the plan is. That Zay, myself, and Ty, at least, will be here overnight. So, weird camp out. And the first time we've been in the building since it got partially gutted up here on the fourth floor? Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. 
Since we went like full diehard on this portion of the of the the floor, I'm not exactly sure how that's going to go. I do not know exactly where I'm sleeping, but uh, I have brought the I got the camping cot ready to go. Yeah, I already got my usual space in Dave in the Caves room. You're we going nice in the okay. Couch I got there. you. I got you. That's my go-to. It's been the go-to for the last two years. It's nice because you could put Dave's computer and you pull up Spotify and pop some music in there and I can have like a little party, which I did these last few years. So if you hear some serious music bumping. You know where the party's at. Don't come a-knocking? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Shout out to Ty Henderson, by the way, who brought his whole Xbox setup, but only one controller. What are we doing? What are we doing, Ty? That is great. Only one controller. Like, what? Just gonna, I'm just going to watch him play the whole time? That's how Ty does it, Lord of the Flies yeah. style. It's just me, man. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. Yeah. Survival of me. That's all I'm worried about. At least let me know. I would have brought my controller over, but oh, it's man. all good. We're going to make it work. We got updates for you throughout the day, weather-wise, and then also coming up in the Flex segment today at 1.30, we'll talk about some of those uh, high school basketball games, uh, the ones that have been canceled, the ones that have been moved in June. General, just know if there's a boys or girls basketball game you were planning on going to see tonight, it's not going to be happening tonight. We'll get you the specifics, though, as we roll through. We'll talk some NFL coming up at 105. Who is going to the Pro Bowl? Does it really matter because it's not the Pro Bowl anymore? We'll get to that. Also, we got National Signing Day 2 coming tomorrow, uh, and there is a rumor out there. In fact, let me hit it before we get to this break. I'm seeing a rumor out there, Zay. People are flipping over an SI.com mention about Deuce Robinson, the number one tight end, and there are experts in the recruiting world now predicting it'll be Texas. Oh, get the hell out. For Deuce Robinson. Come on, Steve. I'm just... Come on, Steve. Now, this is... Again, so this is a little more on that national front. We will have to uh, have to see what our guys, uh, what Jeff Howe and the crew over Yo, at Horns247.com are hearing. But a national perspective, at least one person, may be thinking that Deuce Robinson could end up at Texas. A.D. Mitchell, you know all the foul stuff that's happened down there uh, 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 in Athens. You've been there for a little bit. You know all the foul stuff. Throw that all at my boy. Throw that all at him so he could come down to Texas. Because I know he wants to go to Georgia. He saw how good the tight ends were, uh-huh. Bowers. They got tight ends going to the league that weren't even that productive this past year. They just good in the system. I get it. It looks good. I get Southern California, Compton, Legal Weed, Lincoln Riley, etc. Life's good. But come on, dog. Texas, they're calling you. They mm-hmm. calling you. See JT yeah. Sanders. You see how many looks he getting. They calling. You. Might be. They calling you, bro. Keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. National Signing Day two is coming tomorrow. We'll get into that. Up next, though, in the crab bag, I got two questions for the NFL, and I have a crab bag TV a crab bag TV guide suggestion for you if you're closed up in the house for the next couple days. Stay with us. It's the horn. Face is awesome. That's good stuff. A little instrumental for us today? Yeah, a little instrumental. Early instrumental in the first hour. So, do you not recognize this movie 
or show. It sounds, I was just going to say, it sounds like a movie. It sounds like some cop show's going on yeah. or something like that. It's like a, I don't know, sounds like, um, I mean, it's not the theme from Shaft, but it's kind of got that kind of vibe to it. Yeah, like it's a, around there. Like a Shaft or uh, or um, Just think of a wider version of Shaft. A wider version? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a movie or TV show? Boat. Look, like Starsky and Hutch? There it is. Is that right? There you go. How about that? Okay. Yeah, there we go. Starsky and Hutch, cool cars, cool hair, and some cool, cool rhythm. All right, there you go. A little Starsky and Hutch for you. Didn't they know a pimp? Leo Sayer. Yes, that was Huggy Bear? Huggy Bear. I think that's right. Right? Huggy Bear, I think yeah. is, is the name. Yeah, well, you got to have contacts, right? Yeah, I'm with it. Got to be able to do your job. Got to be able to know what's going on. Yo, Starsky and Hutch, when they tried the remake with Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson, it's all right. Yeah, that's a little too comedic for me. It's just like what? when they, it's a little too, like, Starsky and Hutch wasn't a comedy in that realm. I mean, like, to me, you're trying to make fun of it in a way. That's where it's like, that that, <laughs> that was tough. I never wanted to see it. I've never seen the deal with those two. I like those two. I love those two. But I didn't understand it. As a comedy, just like when they did the Snoop Dogg is Huckleberry. Is he really? He's <laughs> yeah, Huggy Bear. Huggy Bear, yeah. See when and then like when they did the Dukes of Hazard and they did oh, that's just bad, yeah. And they did Stifler and Johnny <laughs> Knoxville. <laughs> Stifler. I'm like John William Scott. Yeah, I'm like yeah, I don't know. I just can't make it. Feels like you're trying to go too straight up comedy. I can't. That's not what it was. That's not exactly what it was. Wow, the fact that you're calling him Stifler really shows his Yeah, I'm shots. sorry. I just I can't. No, I mean, it. I get it. Sean William Scott. Sean so William a, Scott, okay, yeah. Yes, I, need, I probably need to learn his real name. That's probably. No, that's okay. Yeah, and I definitely need to include his name if I'm sending an email to a group of people. But that's a whole other story. Um, Starsky and Hutch and Leo Sayer get us started today. All right, uh, we got more NFL stuff coming up. We'll go over the Pro Bowl list. You will not believe who's in the Pro Bowl now. It may not ultimately matter. Plus, National Signing Day rumors out there. Could the Longhorns be in the lead or be getting maybe into position for that big-time tight end uh, out of Arizona tomorrow. We'll get you that uh, info as well. Flex segment coming at 1.30. Basketball games have been moved or canceled around the area. Right now, though, let's get into the crab bag. I'll get on the NFL and give you an idea of something to watch on TV. Chad's crab bag. Crab bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just... Think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. These are two questions that pop into my head every year, and it's always this week because we're getting into, you know, off week before the Super Bowl, and we just had the championship games. My two basic questions for the NFL continue to be this. Are y'all ready to make some real trophies again for the championship games? Maybe I'm the only one that's bothered by these weird silver see-through trophies. But you shouldn't be able to see through a badass trophy, and you certainly shouldn't be able to hold them like that. They look like paperweights. They look like the thing that Jodie Foster fell through in contact. Could go see her dad on the beach, spoiler alert. And I don't understand why they're still there. In my day, you had those nice big blocks of wood and some metal on it. The Hallis Trophy felt like a Hallis Trophy. And the Lamar Hunt Trophy felt like a Lamar Hunt Trophy. That if somebody broke in your house and you hit them with it, they'd be out until the cops showed up. If I hit them with one of these new ones, I think I'd barely make a dent. 
I need new trophies. Please, NFL. Please. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I you don't feel, know what to think about the trophies this year. They feel lightweight to me, and they've had these for years. I guess they love them. I yeah, can't. probably since I saw the WNBA All-Star Trophy, that little teacup thing that they had. Uh, oh, okay. Brutal. I don't really judge trophies anymore. And then they completely ruined the NBA All Star Trophy. You remember that? Like had a little circle and a little mm-hmm. base around yeah. it. And they, I mean, I love the Kobe Bryant name and stuff, but you didn't have to change the trophy look. So I don't even worry about the trophies anymore. Yeah, and I'm, I think a lot of people maybe don't, but I'm always looking at those little details. It's just kind of part of my sports OCD. So I'd love to see those trophies updated. By the way, if anybody saw that. Yesterday, the golf tournament that Rory McIlroy won, that thing they gave him in, was that Dubai or whatever? I thought that was awesome. That was a huge, wacky, big hunk of metal. I thought that was cool. Um, The other question I always have for the NFL, and I seem to be the only one. I'm the only person I know that cares about this. But are we done yet with Roman numerals? Because it's so stupid to me. I've never thought that was cool. I've never thought it was interesting that the Super Bowl does Roman numerals. Like, do y'all get into LV, what is it, II this year? Like, you think that's cool? Coming up at 60, it'll be Super Bowl LX. Does that come with seat warmers? Like, what are we doing? (laughs) And you'd have a point if you want to tell me, Chad, that's just the way it is. Except for the year it wasn't. If they love Roman numerals, what happened at 50? What was wrong with Super Bowl? What's that, L? What was wrong with that? Just because it's one letter? You were okay with XL, with Super Bowl 40, but you wouldn't do 50. And that year they went to a number, and that's what really got me fired up because I thought it looked awesome. The year the Broncos played Cam Newton, it looked perfect. Perfect. Then the next year they went to Houston and somebody mocked up this great idea for Super Bowl 51 where you had a five and then the one was the Lombardi trophy. It was awesome. And then they just, but they didn't do it. They just went back to the Roman numerals. I'm done with it. I was tired of it the first day I saw it. Like my dad tried to convince me it was cool at Super Bowl 15 or whatever it was when I ducked in. But by Super Bowl 19, when Montana's playing Marino, I remember thinking, this is dumb. What are we doing? Why do you do this? Apparently, I'm the only one. NFL, I'll keep asking. Are y'all done yet? Y'all done with this? Because I think it's stupid. So the band that we played yesterday, the Classics 4. Yeah. The Classics 4 is a Roman numeral. The 4 is. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, it was weird. When In pro wrestling, when they had the four horsemen and they made those t-shirts with, the, with it expressed as a Roman numeral, I thought that was dumb. I thought that looked stupid. Yeah. That like when it was the Mongo era, they Mongo and Benoit in that era, like they put did the the IV. Oh, oh, it's just no, no. Is there any athlete that's like a four that uses it? Lonnie Walker, maybe. I mean, you Lonnie Walker. If you I think Lonnie Walker uses it, that's one area where I might let you use it if you're truly the fourth of something. Yeah, you're, Lonnie you, Walker, the fourth. Yeah, you're the second Spurs player. If you're the second, third, or fourth in your family like that, and you want to use it, okay. Go ahead. That's fine. Throw that on your jersey if you want. But to express the Super Bowl, I just think it makes no sense. Uh, That's just me. All right, the other quick item for you, a crap bag TV guide moment. If you're locked up in the house or you're holed up in the house for the next day or so, get to your DVR. And if you are like me and you're into pro wrestling, I am so pumped about a match tomorrow night. AEW Dynamite, 7 to 9 p.m. tomorrow night on TBS. 
It is Samoa Joe against Darby Allen championship match at the very end of it. So just record, fast forward to the end like I do. If you haven't watched AEW, there's a lot there. There's like 20 belts and about 80 wrestlers, and they're always just assaulting your senses with everything. But these two guys are awesome when they're together. They've had two matches recently, thoroughly entertaining. Samoa Joe is up over 300 pounds. He's like 6'2", 310 is where I saw him listed today. And there's no way Darby Allen is, he might be 200. But something about their chemistry works. Joe does an incredible job of putting Darby over in the matches. And Darby does a great job of just being super athletic and flies all over the place. And he does not apparently feel pain. Uh, They're awesome. So tomorrow night, TBS, I'll be watching... I know it just makes me a big nerd, but I don't care. I'm a full-grown man, and I love pro wrestling, especially when it's done as well as those two guys do it. So shout-out to Samoa Joe and Darby Allen. I can't wait for tomorrow night. Just an idea for you if you're just in the house bored next yeah, day. I, I do love those smaller guys going against the bigger guys. I think the first one I noticed growing up was, you remember the Rey Mysterio, Kevin Nash, WCW little... Oh, the dart throw? Yes. Yeah, when he threw him against the truck? Yes. That's one of the greatest moments That's, in wrestling history. That might be the first time I said, wow, like a very small cruiserweight, lightweight type of guy could play with the big boys and the heavyweights and make it work. And that was still when I'm thinking it's real. But, yeah, I'm like, oh, Rey Mysterio – He's always going to die. And Rey Mysterio always held his own. And just, yeah, that's great stuff. And that's a hell of a bump to take off a trailer onto concrete. <laughs> Yo! I mean, that's a hell of a thing to do. When Kevin Nash picks him up that far above the ground, that's the key to those times and those matches. The big guy has to put the little guy over and really make you believe he could hurt him. Because yeah. it's, it's just tough to imagine. Samoa Joe's a great big guy. Darby Allen is as crazy as it gets in a good way. So I can't wait for that one. Just a little crap bag thought for you on this Tuesday. We hope everybody is safe and sound and warm. We'll keep you updated on what we're hearing about the weather. But also, the Pro Bowl list is out there. That'll be distracting for you this week, hopefully. And National Signing Day 2 is coming up tomorrow. Could the Longhorns end up with something really special towards the finish line? We'll get into all that. Stay with us. Last day of January on the Horn.